Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Monday, March 4th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and today is Movie Monday, and I want to talk a little bit about a Netflix docuseries called Losers that I watched over the weekend. Uh, seemed like it made sense to me, because based on my listenership for the show, I myself am kind of a loser, so I felt like I was in good company. <laughs> That's a joke, people. I don't actually have self-esteem issues. Anyway, uh, before I talk about The Losers, which is a really good show, I wanted to give a little update about my weekend because it was great. I want to give a shout out to the band Stealing Fame. Look them up on the Facebook because uh, they had their album release, album called Osmium. It was released, uh, they had a release party at the Broken Goblet in Bristol on Saturday night. And I went there because I, you know, I, I, I'm acquainted with them. We, we I, I know, um, I know some of the guys in the band. Uh, and it was, uh, but mainly, I mean, I don't, I, mainly I went because I just love their music. It was awesome. When I heard that they were doing a new album, I was very excited. And when I listened to that album, I was blown away. So I, I really recommend Osmium by Stealing Fame. It's a very heavy metal album. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hearing that, The Broken Goblet, though, <laughs> uh, that was funny. That was, that was, that was fun. So, like, uh, during, I think near the end of their set, actually, this is how heavy this was, during the end of, of their set, they had some bass line in the song. It was it was so intense, I could feel my insides, like, shaking and jiggling. Like, it was, <laughs> afterwards, like, someone joked, it was, it was like, they were, like, playing the brown note, almost. And, it, you know, looked that up. It was a really, uh, really funny South Park episode about the brown note. Didn't get that, that intense, but uh, it was a pretty intense night. And... I brought my camera, so I took some cool photos of it. Um, they're on the Facebook, and I think uh, I, I, I might have sh- I shared them on the Instagram, too, a little bit. So you can check on them, see some of the photos from the night. But it was a great time, so I just want to give a shout-out to Stealing Fame, because they're awesome. So check them out, wherever you may get your music. Osmium is the album. And Broken Goblet is awesome. One of these days, I'm going to do a whole podcast about Broken Goblet. They're about to move into a new, larger space. And since they're such such big promoters of local music uh, as well, I really want to talk about them in more in-depth because I've seen a lot of shows there and the beer is great. But I'm going to leave that for another podcast. Now, today, I'm going to get to the main topic, which is Losers. <clears throat> so Losers is a docuseries, Netflix original docuseries. I don't know if that means I just bought it or they commissioned it, but it's a Netflix original. It's called Losers, and it's about sports teams and uh, players and athletes who just suffer some terrible losses, like humiliating losses sometimes, or they're just screw-ups and they just never make it. You know, something like that. But then they turn it into this kind of uh, uh, very more uplifting story of where where these people have, they take this loss and they they grow from it and something good comes out of it. So I didn't watch every episode because there's a bunch of them, but I did watch um, several. And, and a couple of them especially really stood out to me. So the first episode, uh, was probably the one I was most interested in when I when I first just saw the lineup of episodes. It's called Stone Cold, <clears throat> and it's about the quote unbelievable loss in the 1985 Canadian Championship uh, of like Leeds curling, <laughs> where where Leeds curling legend Pat Ryan, um, oh it Leeds curling legend Pat Ryan to perfect the dominant strategy to change the sport forever. So <clears throat> so <laughs> I watched this because curling is a is a sport that was just confusing to me until I watched this. Uh luckily uh, they give a little primer on what curling is and, and how it functions because you know it's it looks frankly ridiculous if you don't know anything about it. But once they 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 explained it, the rules and you know what's involved is actually kind of a really interesting game and the modern game is a little more deep than you might expect and you know throwing those stones is actually not easy at all and there's there is strategy involved. 
with it with you know the the curling refers to the the stone actually kind of curling around into like the center to the button because you, you're trying to get your stone close to the middle it sounds kind of like horseshoes in a way but uh anyway they the curling is 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 i have a new respect for curling after watching this documentary but the episode is really about that this team that that uh was that was um dominant and it was actually about a bunch of people who were kind of stars and curling from the 80s but but it's about a team that was dominant by in you know it, it was dominant in like 85 and then they lost and then from that loss uh Pat Ryan created <clears throat> created the strategy for curling where <laughs> where they like he just went and he created this dominant team where all four guys it was a team of four four people they just their whole strategy was hitting <laughs> the other stones out of the way you know so they could score points because there's there's two things you can do in curling you can kind of position your rock or you can or your stone or you can like knock the stones out of the ring you know and prevent the other team from getting points <clears throat> so they were just they were just hitters is what they call them when you're you're hitting them and so they just they they did this and they completely dominated for a while and like apparently pissed off a lot of people because it was it was kind of like it was legal to do it was just it kind of felt like to a lot of people it was going like uh, it was unsportsmanlike maybe or it was it was finding a loophole in the game and they exploited it to the full extent and they just kept winning and they're really dominant but they cha- it changed the nature of the game, and so they they actually had to in- implement a rule in curling a few years after this happened. This team became so dominant that prevented them from using the strategy in the future. <clears throat> you know, and but but the 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 real the real thing was the the this loss didn't break him or anything. It just it made him think about what I really liked about it was that Pat Ryan the way he he describes this experience is that he. He went and he thought about all the different ways that they screwed up when they were expected to win, and he came upon the came up with a strategy after thinking it through. But what I liked about it is that he was a it was a person who who took that loss and learned from it, even though his his like uh, at the time his kind of attitude towards the sport being he took it like very seriously and professionally more than uh, a lot of other curlers apparently at the time did. That kind of rubbed people the wrong way a little bit at the time, <clears throat> but his influence, his strategy, and then leading to the rule change and the way he ran his team, it all influenced curling. So that now, if now curling is in the Olympics, and you can see that influence because everybody who is a curling now, it's they're they're basically athletes. They have the same kind of athletic regimens, and they are they act and are treated as professional athletes now. And the sport itself has become bigger than ever. So. His influence is huge. And they also talk about some other, some big names in curling. So it's a really interesting one. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of nice because it's, it's like they lost, but you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, like, like a horrible thing happened to them. They, they like lost, uh, you know, the national game, which, which sucks. But, you know, there's, there's an episode in here about, oh, where's this episode? There's an episode in here later on about a figure skater which is like a lot a lot worse like it has a uh oh stone cold is not the first episode actually is it it's like the fourth episode but anyway there's an episode before that called judgment which is about uh sir surya bonalee suri bonalee um bonalee Bonale? oh i'm mispronouncing the word terribly she's a she was a french figure skater <clears throat> and in that episode they really talk about issues that she had with where their their basically argument is that she uh um, she never got a gold in the Olympics. She like had issues where she was she was facing like um, perhaps like 
implicit racism and discrimination because she didn't look like the typical figure skater because uh, she's uh, black and it was a most, mostly a sport, especially at the time. It was um, that whose who's ideal in the judge's mind, they say, was uh, like a skinny white girl. So uh, that one, that's like a much that 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 one is is the the loss there in that episode is. Um, pretty pretty unfair if uh, you know you think about it. That's like that's that's messed up because because they have video of her. Oh, God, she's like amazing, like just amazingly amazing athlete. But uh, it it wasn't uh, you know at the time anyway. They they they, were, they you know cut her points for things and it it turned out later though when she left amateur because I didn't realize you had to be amateur to play. I guess in, in the Olympics like you you know so. And when she became a pro skater, she was able to do all the crazy athletic stuff that no one else could do, and she had fun, and and uh, she was became a big star. And now she actually goes around and, and talks to other uh, minority communities about about her experiences, about um you know figure skating and stuff, and that's great. So she really turned a lot of frustration because she was just kind of like prodigy prodigy athlete, really, and she turned this frustration of of going up against a system she found to be very unfair and turned it into um you know something great later. So I like that one, but the, the difference between that one and Stone Cold is I feel like, you know, she, she was going up against like institutionalized racism, and and the uh, Stone Cold was was just like a more of a traditional. I lost this match and I learned something from it. So you, you can see there's a variety of types of stories on here. Um, <clears throat> another, let's see, what was the the other one that was really like I've seen half of them. I didn't see all of them though. Oh, the other one I really liked uh, was called Blackjack because I kind of skipped around here. It's like second to last episode. It's about a playground hoops legend, Jack Ryan, who shot at a pro career was sunk. This is me quoting their their text here. Sunk by a bad attitude and poor discipline, but he persevered to make a life in basketball. <clears throat> so this one, actually, I was watching this, and you're watching most of this episode, and at least for me, you're like, damn it, Jack. Why do you keep screwing up your life? Because he does. He just keeps, like, screwing up every opportunity he gets over and over and over again. There's actually a really fun graphic where it's – you know, when he, he's going from high school to high school, I think, like playing playing basketball. He's like going from school to school playing basketball or is it college level or something. And he's and there's like a little map of him going from like across the country from school to school. He just kept getting kicked out and he kept failing out. And, and he just couldn't get his life together until his like mid 30s. And uh, he never went pro, although he eventually did uh, did try out for pro and got cut. <clears throat> but he ended up, uh, it was funny because it's like his whole life, all he wanted to do is basically play um basketball and he just he chafed at the whole the way that the more professionalized uh play was and like having a coaches and people telling him what you do and everything he just liked to play street ball <clears throat> so they have some really funny interviews with people who played street ball with them and and literally they say he was like the character from he was like straight out of like white man can't jump because he's just like he's just like smaller guy and he would come with little tiny shorts on to the to the basketball court and he'd be tan and he'd just be dunking and doing crazy stuff with the basketball they have a lot of fun stories in there about the guy he seems like a real character and but but later on what happened was he ended up getting a shot on um on this like uh harlem wizards i think it was so where they do all the trick basketball moves you know spinning the ball and everything like that because he was really good at doing that he's just always messing around doing that his whole life so he turned that into his real career uh eventually and he and he loves it and he goes around and he he makes a difference by, you know, really he goes around entertaining children, entertaining kids, school kids, you know, and um, his daughter participates in his act, apparently, you know, for years. And uh, and so he gets to basically do all the, the fun basketball stuff that he always wanted to do 
uh, and he gets to do that for a living now, which just kind of sounds like the best thing ever <laughs> for someone who loves playing basketball and he doesn't have to deal with any of the crap that comes with trying to do it professionally, I guess. So it just took him longer than most people. But I like that one a lot because at first I was, I just thought this guy is just such a screw up. Like, why can't he just get his crap together? Right. And, um, you know, but he, he does eventually in the end, you know, it works out for him. A common theme, though, between this one, this episode, and the first episode called uh, The Miscast Champion, which is about uh, Michael Bent, who was a boxer and an actor, actually. He was in Ali with, uh, um, you know, years ago. But he, uh, in both of those episodes, they talk about, like, a bad father being, like, a, a terrible influence on in her life. So uh, that was that was kind of interesting. Two completely different sports. Uh, but in both cases, it was like in in the basketball case, it was like Jack was he said he had no like no self esteem, and so maybe that's why he kept screwing up all, every opportunity, you know. Whereas in the 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 with Michael Bent's case, I mean that was even like some some ways rougher. <laughs> he eventually, uh, if you don't know anything about it, he, he was in a fight and he got like brain damage eventually, right? And Apparently, when that happened, he heard that his his father had said like let him die. <laughs> like he's just real, not not a nice character. That documentary was like kind of kind of intense because he uh, Michael Bent suffered uh, ultimately brain damage, so that was his loss. Like he was pushed into boxing by his father, but he was really good at it, and he was he was he was like a, a big a champ up. And then when he became pro, his first his first round, his first time pro, he got knocked out. And then when he did a comeback later. He ended up getting um, kind of brain damage in, in his fight. And so uh, I think in the first fight, he was defending his championship with. And then uh, after that, he wasn't supposed to box anymore. But he turned it around. He went to Hollywood. He became an actor. And he trains other actors. And he, he acts, obviously. And that's a much better life for him. So I like that one. That's, a, that's a, another good one. Uh, also has a heavy emphasis on escaping from your uh, poor parental figures. which. You know, luckily I did not have a bad childhood, so I don't, I can't really relate to that. But uh, I sympathize. That's 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 rough. Like some of the stuff he says it happened to him, really rough. But he turned it around, and he's very well respected in Hollywood. And uh, I didn't even realize, like, until they told me in the documentary, this was the same person who was in Ali. You know, he was like one of the big big characters in, in the movie Ali, which I haven't seen in so long, so I don't really remember it. But uh, I showed a, a brief clip and. He was good. So. <clears throat> so I really like I really like this uh docu series. I I don't ramble a little bit, but it's it's kind of hard to uh, like but each each one of these episodes is just very different. They all talk about a loss per se, but in like Stone Cold it's just literally loss of a championship, which seems to be more of a traditional loss if you're thinking about sports. Judgment with uh, with uh, Surya Bonale is is more about a, going up against a a, a corrupt system um and then you get like the misfit miscast champion about somebody who's like overcomes brain damage so it's like a lot of variety here but very interesting the other one i watched i really liked was uh probably the last one i saw was episode two the jaws of victory which was about an english soccer club which um in turkey turkey united uh which uh, i think was in the 80s had one final chance survival thanks to a police dog that one is like the weirdest story because like uh, Torquay United is um, like a like a amateur, I guess or no. They're <clears throat> I don't really understand English soccer. They try to explain it, but 
there's a lot of levels to it. And so they were on the bottom rung, right? And but they were professional, but their whole their whole stadium was all run down and everything. But eventually, the, this rule had got implemented where if you're the last, if you're like ranked last in a year, you get you get demoted, and if you're already at the bottom, then you get dropped. And you're no longer a full time team, and that would be basically the end of them. But they're a huge institution and they're small community, so they ended up in this interesting scenario where they had they were at this last this last game, and they ended up in a situation where they were losing badly, but then they came within like a shot of getting a t- uh, they, they they were losing badly and then one of the team members uh he he was running to get the ball and a police dog that was there to try to help calm the crowd that was getting overly excited because you know this was like their last game if they didn't win this you know they would be out and this dog like bit the team member <laughs> he bit the guy on the thigh like really bad and because of that, though, it added time to the game because it took him like four minutes or something for him to. He literally band, got bandaged up and went back on the field because they didn't have another substitution. So, because his dog bit him and they got these extra minutes, they were able to tie the game. And because of the rules of their tournament system, uh, that was enough for them to to keep their their seat basically and not not go out. And I was just like, that is the weirdest, most random thing that could happen this dog bites you and that's why your your soccer team doesn't go under i mean that's that was probably the most like just entertaining one because all, all the characters in it are, are real characters and they're but they're they're very funny and they have a good sense of humor about it i mean you could get mad at the dog but that seems pointless because it's a dog and apparently the dog became like a like a like an institution for a while you know until until he died but he was like a um, just this like sweet police dog, and just wrong, wrong time. Don't run. Don't basically don't run at a canine officer <laughs> at full speed while their back is turned, because that 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 dog might interpret that as a form of aggression and bite you, which is basically what happened. So it was like it was like a comedy of errors that led to their entire situation, but it was entertaining. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, there's some other episodes that I didn't get to see, but this this whole collection, when I started uh, watching it, I did not know what to expect. I kind of I, I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but then I, every episode, I just I really enjoyed it because, like every episode, no matter how dark it may get, and some some points in these episodes get pretty dark, where they you know they describe um, contemplating suicide. Uh, at one point, um, abuse, you know, uh, when they were kids, some of them, uh, you know, racism. You know, one of them. Uh, you know, they 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 talk about some dark stuff, but even so, by the end of the episode, it's an uplifting story. So it's 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 all kind of how you spin it and what your attitude is towards these things. Because uh, that's what I really like about it. Because life is rough, and you're constantly going to lose all the time. You're going to be beaten down. You know, whether it be you know professionally or personally or health. You know, something bad is going to happen to you. It hasn't happened already, and if it has, more bad things are bound to happen to you. That's just life. And what was nice about these stories is that in every one of them, uh, one of the like probably the worst loss, worst moment in their professional sporting lives, anyway, um, you know, it was turned into something good in the end. Like they were able, or they were able to rise beyond it, and it helped them go in a new direction, or you know, find a new find a new path. And they were able to you know, ultimately be happy, and it was a it was a 
ultimately a positive in the longer term. So I really like that. I mean, it's a it's a feel good series. Like go into it, don't you know? It's a feel good series. Go into it and you're you go through an entire episode. They're only like thirty something, thirty three minutes long or so, most of them. So go if you go into this and watch it, you can watch a couple of them and you know you'll feel you'll feel better about you know maybe being able to deal with deal with the slings and arrows of life. Because some of these stories, especially like if these people were able to get back up after what happened to them, and then make something of themselves and make a difference in their in the world, even and definitely in their lives, then I think we can too. So I liked it. It has a good message. Sometimes that's what you need on like a, a Sunday. Is when I watch a lot of this. Uh, there's really a lot of good docu series on Netflix now. Really are. Like a few good ones. The one about the the '90s and 2000s—that's a good one. This one's really good. Uh, so I don't know. Netflix is 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 buying some good documentaries lately. So yeah. Um, just a quick note: the other thing I actually watched a little bit of over the weekend was not on Netflix, but it was Project Blue Book. And I might do a whole podcast about Project Blue Book when the um the first season ends because that's on history and it is amazing. Like, <laughs> I like it anyway. I know some of the reviews are a little more middling, but I love it because because um, the acting is really good on it. It has Littlefinger from Game of Thrones as a main character. It's and it's completely like like they take in they take quote unquote true stories and they kind of you know they it's an influence, but it's not really a thing. It's a lot of a lot of made up stuff about these actual incidents from Project Blue Book, and uh, it's it's pretty good. It has a very very strong X-Files vibe to it. You're not sure if, you know, if it's real or it's not real, but mainly I like it because it's a pretty decently produced period piece and the acting is great. And I love anything that has that X-Files vibe. So that's my other recommendation, which uh, is like a bonus recommendation. So check out Losers on Netflix, but also check out Project Blue Book on History if you have it because like it combines like sort of sort of pseudo history with aliens, which seems to be the bread and butter of history anymore because if you haven't seen that channel in a while, they basically all about <laughs> World War II and, uh, like, alien conspiracy shows. So it kind of combines them into a, a drama series with some decent budget. So it's actually fun. Or what they say a prestige series, I think is what you call these types of things nowadays. So uh, that's it for my Rambling Monday. Uh, check out Losers on Netflix. I put a link in the show notes. Check out um, Project Blue Book on History if you have that channel. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.